What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, my guest is Jimmy Schweitzer. He is the founder of James Vander Properties out of South Carolina, and that he just finished the Let's X program, which was uh, which was awesome. And he uh, created a really cool video uh, that uh, I've uh, I've shared over over email, um, which was really <laughs> awesome. He's a he's a, a rapper. I guess <laughs> it's I don't know hilarious. about that, Jasper, but you know, I try to put some rhymes together from time to time. <laughs> awesome. I, I love that video that you created. Um, but yeah, the, uh, Jimmy, welcome to the show. And uh, today we're, we're going to be talking about how to rent out boats on Airbnb because uh, Jimmy has a number of boats that he's renting out and uh, he's also added some boats to some properties as well. Um, so really interested, to, uh, yeah, really interested to learn more about this, uh, Jimmy. But before we get into it, why don't you give us a quick background of how you got started with Airbnb um, and where you're currently at? Sure. Um, yes, I've been doing Airbnb for five or six years. Um, my wife and I actually got started um, by just renting out a room in our house. And uh, that was a uh, very humble beginnings, um, but uh, allowed us to learn the business and allowed us to pay our mortgage each month um, with just uh, one uh, room out of our house. And uh, fast forward to uh, about a year ago, um, started a business with my business partner. And uh, the goal is to bring on uh, lake houses and to focus on uh, specifically lake uh, front properties in North and South Carolina. And uh, that is uh, the business that, uh, that we currently have. Um, as Jasper said, the, the business is James Vander Properties. And um, we're, uh, we're excited to be on the show. So thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to, le to learn about the boats. Like it's, uh, you know, one thing I remember when I first started doing Airbnb in 2012, um, you know, it was, it was, it was just like rooms and, and, and homes that people were putting in Airbnb, but over time, like all these people started putting all these different things on Airbnb. Right. Uh, and now you have such a wide range of, uh, assets. Like you have unique properties, like tree houses and like camper vans and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and, and there's people that put boats on Airbnb. I think there's a couple of platforms that's, that are kind of like an Airbnb for, boat rentals. Um, I don't know if you, I, I remember rent, once renting a boat on ClickBoat. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of ClickBoat, but a boat setter is one um, where you can go on and you can find a boat for, you know, say Memorial Day weekend that's coming up uh, for us here in the mm -hmm. States. And, um, you know, to find a boat for, for that holiday or whatnot is, uh, you know, is a cool thing. But uh, it's even cooler to have a boat that's sitting there waiting for you that's specific to, to you. And that you don't have to go around trying to you know, run around, especially on a holiday weekend or a busy weekend, uh, to find a boat. Um, and so, yeah, but those are the, some sites out there that you can do that for sure. Yeah. So how many boats do you have? Uh, so we have three. And um, we have them actually in different areas, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you kind of you know, guide me on that. Uh, essentially, we own two boats. And then we have a, a property owner who has a boat as well. And uh, we are renting out all three. And, and so, so give us some background on the on the boats. Like, what what kind of boats are they? Sure. Um, you know, how many bedrooms, etc. Yeah. So, um, so these are uh, decent size uh, houses on the lake. Um, four bedroom is kind of what we uh, really target. Um, it allows you know about ten people to stay at the the property, and 
um, we combine that with a boat that at least can, of course, hold uh, 10 people. Um, so there's all kinds of different boats options that, that you have out there. Uh, as far as what we decided to focus on, uh, we decided to focus on pontoon boats. Very simply because uh, anybody who has never driven a boat before can drive a pontoon boat. Um, they're very easy to drive. Uh, they're very easy to coach and, and learn. And, um, you know, our boats don't go super fast. Um, you know, they're not like the, the speedboat kind of type. Um, we want people to have a, a fun, safe time on the lake. And uh, we found that pontoons are uh, really the best way to go. Okay. So these are boats that you're not going to sleep overnight on. You're, you rent no. them for the day. No. So, all right, Leon, let me give you a little background. So, so we, uh, like I said, we're into lakefront properties. We were trying to figure out a way to ultimately bring in some extra revenue, uh, bring in more nightly stays, bring in uh, longer stays. And uh, so I started researching and looking into you know, what, are, what are people looking for? And uh, there's a handful of things. I'll, I'll share them with you real quick. Um, people love like fire pits um, you know, at the lake house. Uh, people love game rooms uh, for sure. And then the other two categories are in the boat kind of category. Uh, one is kayaks. Uh, so if you have a kayak or canoe, you're certainly not renting that out to your guest. Um, you're just allowing them to use it as one of the amenities. But to actually increase revenue, we, we found a few listings that were actually renting a boat um, on the property, and it was an additional fee uh, on top of what you'd pay. And once we saw that, we said, oh, well, that's exactly the, the kind of business that we want to, to get into uh, to increase our revenue. Uh, and what we found is that people will book our place because there's a boat, whether they use the boat or not. And I found that to be a, a, an interesting thing. Uh, it just it gets you more exposure and, and provides more amenities that you're able to uh, to show um, on on Airbnb and, and on your own site. Got it. So, OK, so the boats are really like a, an addition to the properties. It's not That's like correct. you're just renting the boat. OK, got it. No, and it's uh, we, we don't rent our boat to anyone but our guests. So, right. um, yeah. you know, the guests have exclusive rights to it and have, you know, the option to, to rent it or not. Um, what we found is about two out of every three reservations during the summertime. Uh, so during our peak season, uh, people want the boat. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so it's uh, provided a great little revenue stream uh, for us. Um, we actually got the boats um, in May and June of last year. And each boat that we uh, we brought on brought us in $10,000, um, actually, which is, uh, awesome. And, uh, you know, so that was, uh, that was a great add to the bottom line. Right. And, and then would, would you want to share how much did you pay for the boats? Sure. Yeah. So, um, the boats that we, um, basically purchased, we had one for about 20,000, uh, and another for 15, uh, the one for oh. 15 is a little older, um, you know, kind of, uh, if you will. Uh, but, Either way, I mean, it, it's um, going to pay itself off in, in really no time. And uh, that's uh, exciting um, for us to have a really good positive cash flow. Yeah, well, that's an amazing investment. If you've already made $10,000 uh, on, oh, that's each boat? On each boat. And that was only in a, about a four or five month uh, kind of span. Uh, wow. so, really, so really the boat season for, for what, so we're in, um, you know, my boats are in North Carolina. I live in South Carolina. Um, you know, we get a pretty good summertime, you know, kind of range. So depending on where you are, obviously, listen to this call, this may not make full sense, but our, our season is April until all the way through September. So we're only out uh, a handful of months. And uh, so we've already had people rent, uh, rent the boat, um, you know, for this past month. And, um, you know, so that gives you an idea of kind of this season, um, at least kind of in the, 
you know, East Coast, um, North and South Carolina areas. So. Mm. And then your your charge. So this is an additional charge, right? You yeah. you charge that through Airbnb, like through the resolution center. You just ask for the additional money, or do people pay in a different way? We, we've had people pay in a variety of ways. Um, we prefer it to go through the resolution center because um, simply there's no cost to us to do so. Um, you just include it as extra services, and most people are able to do that. Uh, sometimes um, that doesn't work. Uh, we've been able to send Venmo links through Airbnb and, and get paid that way. Um, and we've had a couple people who have you know, wanted to, to meet up and actually pay cash in person. Uh, but that's a very rare kind of situation. Mm. Do, you, do you guys need to sign some, some sort of like a contract or something that if, if something bad happens on the boat, that's not your responsibility? Absolutely. So... Um, let me uh, kind of give you a little insight into the process. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so once we once we got the boat, we we started looking into what we needed. Uh, first and foremost, if this is a route that you want to go, absolutely look at local you know ordinances, uh, regulations. Um, there's a lot that surrounds different lakes, and and so the things that I sh- I share may not apply to you. So of course, do your due diligence. Um, you know, past that, um, we we established a process where we were able to actually rent the boats out remotely. Uh, which is very appealing to us. And we had to really think through what that process was. Uh, very simply, we send the invoice through Airbnb. That was a pretty easy kind of thing to do. And, um, you know, there's a lot of training out there of how you can, you know, actually send money on Airbnb. And that worked. Or we had to get, you know, Venmo or, you know, even meet people in person for cash. Um, but we also had to have a waiver. And uh, prior to even having the waiver, we had to make sure that we had a commercial boater's insurance on the boat. So, uh, you know, if, if you, um, Jasper, you came to one of our properties and you said, hey, I want to rent the boat uh, and you have no boating experience, this insurance allows for you, as long as you have a driver's license, to rent the boat. And so uh, it was important to get that uh, insurance uh, in place um, right out of the gate. Um, what, we re- what we required was a bareback um, designation. So what that simply means is that it does not require a captain. So if you have a captain's license, that's awesome, but is not needed uh, to rent one of our boats. So we had to get insurance in place. Um, once we had that, they provided a waiver for us that we had to essentially use. We tailored a little bit to, um, you know, our our boat, um, you know, our boats. Uh, but overall, we needed to make sure that, um, you know, people are signing the waiver. And, um, you know, so we just use... Um, I'm trying to think of the website, and it's just like waiver.com or something like that uh, for, for the waiver. We were able to upload uh, the waiver that was required by insurance, and everyone that rides on the boat, not only the, the driver, has to sign it. So there's, there's a little bit of steps that go into um, you know, kind of getting it out there. Um, once we see that those two pieces have been taken care of, uh, we basically have a smart lock inside of our house with a completely different code um, that you would never guess or anything of that nature uh, with the boat key in it. And um, so that kind of gets you started on the process. Um, when you check back in, so you're done for the day, you have to fill the boat back up with gas and you take a picture of the fuel gauge and a picture of the boat being clean. So there's not a bunch of trash and stuff like that on it uh, to, um, you know, essentially you send that to us and then we approve and say, okay, you know, thank you so much for, um, you know, returning the boat. And, you know, that's kind of your, your A to Z kind of kind of process, and then they just put the key back in the uh, the smart lock, and um, good to go. Mm-hmm. How do how do you promote this to your guests? Is this something that's part of your listing, 
Or is it something that you introduce once the guests have arrived? I was very surprised to find when we were researching. Uh, I'm a big research guy, Jasper. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, I like digging into the data and seeing, hey, what does the data show? And so I, I basically pulled up all the lakefront properties on, say, Lake Norman. Uh, that's a, a big lake here in North Carolina. And I was trying to figure out how I could differentiate myself from anybody who's maybe doing this. What I found is that there's not that many people who even have like boat rental in the title. It kind of blew my mind, um, you know, because you can kind of like essentially download all of, you know, all of the lakefront properties and, you know, just kind of search uh, and find certain keywords. We only, I only found like three. And I knew that that wasn't the case because we had already looked at a bunch of listings that had that in the description, but not in the title. And it's just a big miss. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a number one amenity that people want when they come to the lake. Um, so making sure that you have it in the title is uh, super important. Mm. Yeah, that makes a little sense. Yeah, yeah, because that's a that's a super fun amenity to have, right? Like, being who doesn't like being on a boat? Right? You know yeah, that uh, exactly. there's, there's even a song about it. Like, I'm on a boat. You know, like <laughs> you could probably rep it. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll save your listeners that one. So I usually have a little more <laughs> a little more prep time on anything like that. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, people love the boat. People, you know, they, sometimes people bring their own boat and that doesn't offend us. That's fine. We always have dock space for somebody else's boat. Uh, but anybody who is wanting to rent a boat, it's right there. And the kind of clientele that we uh, appeal to and the guests that we have stay, they want convenience. And having a boat sitting right at the dock when you, you know, when you drive up and, you know, you're looking at Every, you look at the whole house and you're saying, oh, this is the kitchen and this is nice. But then you immediately go outside and you see the dock and there's the boat that you get to rent and you don't have to, to worry about it being delivered. You don't have to worry about, you know, it not getting one because uh, we, you know, save it for you. Uh, it's it's a fantastic amenity. People love it. And um, we've gotten ra raving reviews uh, just because we had the boat um, and people just, uh, they, they eat it up. It's uh, definitely something people want to do when they uh, come to a lake house. Are people allowed to like bring, you know, drinks on the boat and like a speaker and like turn it into a little bit of a party? Yeah, I mean, we don't uh, encourage that just like, you know, we don't encourage parties at the house, but we know that kind of stuff happens and, and we're totally fine with, with something like that. You know, again, they have to follow local regulations. Um, and so for an example, this is kind of a crazy example. Again, do not quote me on this for any other state, but you are allowed to actually be drinking a beer and driving the boat at the same time as long as you are below, you know, a 0.08 level, which is very, a very interesting rule. So like I said, you know, look at your, your local rules and regulations, uh, but that's okay. And that's, that's legally allowed to happen uh, in North Carolina. And so, uh, so yeah, we, we want people to have a good time. Um, you know, they are responsible for just like anything at, if they're staying at the house, the, the legal rim, you know, ramifications of anything that, they do. Um, and the waiver is very clear about that. So, you know, it's covering our butts uh, as far as that goes. Right. Have you had any like interesting experiences so far with the boat rental? Like maybe somebody fell in the water or like got eaten by a big fish or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no tales of like Jonah uh, or anything like that. But um, no, overall, we, we've had, uh, we've had just success with it. Um, we, we've had a very few kind of problems. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of the only, the only real problem we had was um, we had a, a float that we include uh, with the boat. Um, so it's like a tube that you can like, you know, pull some people around and, and have some fun with. Uh, and that, uh, that popped, you know, and mm. so did that ruin, you know, their trip? No, it didn't. Uh, we were able to, you know, to replace the float. Uh, they had a multiple day rental. 
And so we were able to put, replace the float the next day and, you know, it, it was fine. Um, we really haven't had too many problems. I, I know that uh, you certainly can. And, um, you know, th this is something that uh, definitely increases your liability. There's no doubt about that. Um, but overall, you just want to make sure that you have all of those things in place um, to where you're really not um, in trouble if things do happen. Um, mm. So, and we want it to be as safe as possible. A perfect yeah. example is uh, you got you got to include uh, a number of life jackets, one per passenger. Uh, we make sure that there is an additional two or three, reg you know, regardless. And so we take kind of this, we say, take the safety um, precautions uh, very seriously. Uh, and I would encourage you if you go this route that you know this is a whole other animal. It is not it's not a house. It, it is something that's motorized. It's something that um, you you can get hurt on. But as long as you you have the right rules and regulations in place and um, you know, you provide over and over and above what is the minimum on safety, then you should be set. Yeah. Is there anything else that like people should people should know if they want to start doing something similar? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking kind of at my notes here. I think um, you know one area that I haven't really covered is actually finding a boat. Um, mm. And so, you know, how, how do you go about finding a, a good boat? Uh, there's a couple ways of doing that, um, and then we actually have we've used all three of these. Um, so I'll share these with, with your listeners here. Um, you can obviously buy your own boat or you already have a boat. Um, those are, those are, that's the easiest uh, way, way to go. Uh, we, we have purchased uh, two of our boats and um, you know, it, it's basically one is in my name, one's in my business partner's name uh, and we use them for business um, you know, completely. Um, so that's an option. Where do you go to find such a thing? Um, well, it can certainly be like a, a neighbor, um, you know, or a friend and family, just like you'd find anything else. Uh, but I actually found both of our boats on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And um, as as crazy as Facebook Marketplace can be on trying to sell or buy things sometimes, uh, it really was a, re a great source uh, for us to hone in on what we were looking for and essentially go and get um you know, two boats. Uh, one is a 2021, so a little more new, and the other is a 2007. And so, uh, you know, there's a little due diligence that we had to do there as, as far as making sure that the older boat, um, you know, was good to go and had been, you know, kept up on maintenance and things like that. Um, but that's certainly one option. Uh, second option is to to borrow or rent someone's boat. So we have a, a property we just brought on board that he has a boat, but it's not it's not in our name. So we're we're managing the property. Um, and we are basically going to be using his boat and you're like, well, how can that work? Cause you need this insurance and things like that. Well, we used like what you talked about earlier, we use boat setter, um, as the tool to book the boat. So it's not for anybody, but the guests and you're able to like basically block off the calendar and then just, you know, open up the calendar for that one day or for the two days that your guest wants to, to, to have it. Um, so that's, that's an option. And then the, the third option is uh, partner up with someone, a boat company on the lake. Um, while you, you, you certainly will not make as much money uh, doing it this way, because uh, there's a, there's a you know, huge kind of chunk that they take, um, there's a lot of people that want to partner up that have a smaller boat company. Maybe they have three or four boats and they need the traffic. Um, and so you can, you can find somebody who has, has boats and you can, you can get a little cut uh, from you know, the different rentals. Um, so that's, uh, another thing that we do, uh, as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, we actually just partnered up with a, uh, jet ski company, uh, cause we don't do any jet skis. The liability on jet skis is crazy. Y'all don't even look into it. Um, it is, it is, you don't want to go that route. Uh, but we partnered up with a jet ski company that for every rental that we, um, 
we get, we actually get 10% of uh, you know the revenue that comes in. So that right. can be another revenue stream. Um, and those are really right. the uh, the three ways of um, you know kind of getting a boat um, for your guests and, and getting, making some more money. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, walking us through that. And, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is like, I always feel like boats are typically being underused, right? For the amount of time that a boat lies on the water and, and no one's using it versus how, the amount of time that people are actually using it. I, you know, I know for even for cars, it's pretty crazy. I, I just rented, um, I've been renting cars here on Turo. Okay. You know, because I just, just got to the US and one thing I realized is like, uh, we need a car. Yeah, <laughs> this is a country where you, you kind of need a car unless you live like maybe That's downtown somewhere. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're like uh, you know we're I think it's like three miles to the two or three miles to the nearest supermarket. You know, so so I'm like, okay, I could do with a bike definitely, but you know, at the end of the day, like to drive to the office where Eric is, like I'm going to need a car. So uh, I've been renting these cars on Turo and I noticed like sure. there's, there's people that have entire businesses mm-hmm. on Turo. Like literally like this guy that I rented a car from has like, you know, 15 or 20 cars or something on, on Turo. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting that like these, these cars and boats are so underused. And I think it's awesome to what you're doing of like, Hey, let's, you know, let's find a creative way to, to use the boat and you know it sounds like it's been a really good investment on your end as well yeah it, it really has i mean um you know i kind of shared the numbers with you on you know we bought one boat for about twenty thousand dollars we did about ten thousand um in revenue um all in all with the boat payment and the insurance um you know we're looking at you know about three to four hundred dollars a month so you know that comes out every you know every year um, but you're able to you're able to pay it off in, in just a, a very short amount of time, where it becomes a, a real asset to the company. And you know what's what's cool is while we are talking about boats, um, some other things that have come to mind that you could rent out. Would, and I, I don't know the regulations on this kind of stuff, but you know, like an ATV or even uh, you know electric bike or you know things like that, where you know, about any property could have an extra revenue stream uh, with something that is motorized. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of get the gears turning on, all right, well, I have this kind of property. This would be a cool vehicle or, you know, whatever to have with it. Um, and once you start thinking that way, then you can look into, you know, what you need to make it happen. Um, yeah. But I would encourage anybody who, um, who has a lake house for sure to uh, to look into the boat side, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think also, you know, the additional revenue streams, especially in the markets where we're, see the, we're seeing some, you know, saturation going on where the supply has increased a lot over the last few years. Like those are, those are sort of the ways that you can still um, increase your revenue, right? If the ADR is under pressure a little bit. Um, so I think it's, it's good to kind of put that seed in people's mind of like, Hey, you know, there are other ways to make high, more revenue than by increasing op- occupancy and, uh, and just the ADR, just like really being creative of like, what can I invest in? That's going to give me like a really high return on investment. And that, that's, that's really uh, awesome that you said that. And, and something that I uh, failed to say up until this point, you just reminded me is uh, not only uh, did we get the boat revenue, I mean, that's a, that's an obvious bottom line, you know, kind of figure it just adds to that to the bottom line. It's a great revenue source, but we were able to increase our nightly rate by 10 to 15%. Like we, you know, so we were able to say, okay, we, we now have this amenity, whether people use it or not. And I've said this already. They still, they're like, okay, this is nice. This is something that we have the option to do, and it also increased the number of uh, 
you know, stays that we've gotten because people are coming to the lake to, you know, have a boat. And when you have one there, you differentiate yourself from your competition, uh, hands down. Wow. Yeah. So it's really like a double whammy. It, it increases the revenue on the, on the house. And then also you have that additional revenue stream as well. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Um, awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate you, uh, sharing all this. It was, uh, it was definitely a, a pleasure to, uh, have you in the, in the Legends X program. Um, really awesome to see your, your rep videos. And, uh, I'm going to have to find a way to share those, uh, cause everyone's listening now thinking like, Hey, I want to see that video. Like we'll, uh, maybe we'll put it, we'll link it up in the show notes. Uh, on yeah, uh, bad. Yeah. go for it. So if you don't, if you don't mind, if you don't mind it, <laughs> uh, no, of course not. Of course not. Um, and I'll, I'll leave your listeners with this. It's just, you know, uh, think outside the box. You know, we, we don't we don't have to get into the same rhythm of doing the exact same thing as, as our neighbors, literally, uh, in some you know situations where you are competing against your neighbor. Um, so I, I'd encourage you guys to, to think, all right, what are what are some other things that I can provide or do that are different? And it doesn't even have to be for an additional revenue stream. It just could be, you know, something completely unique uh, to your property. and um, we have found that having a boat is pretty unique, um, you know, on the lake, uh, surprisingly yeah. enough. And we're doing it in the way that, that makes sense and um, that we're following all the, the rules and regulations that go behind it. Uh, but I would definitely encourage you guys to, uh, to think outside the box, get rid of the box and, um, you know, create uh, new revenue streams with uh, all kinds of different things that you can have um, at your property. Love it. Think outside of the box. Uh, before we let you go, how can people find your listings? And if somebody maybe is listening and has a house or has a boat and they want to partner with you, what's the best way to find you? Absolutely. So um, we actually just launched a Facebook group um, per uh, the Mastermind Legends X um, kind of instructions or you know things that you know set yourself apart in that way. And so if you go to James Vander, and that's with a V, so J A M E S. V-A-N-D-E-R dot com. You will go to uh, our Facebook page and uh, that is specific to lakefront homeowners. Um, so we would love to, to talk with you about it. Um, we have information in there uh, updated on a daily about, you know, uh, today we, we posted something about how to prepare for Memorial Day, which is a huge um, you know holiday on the lake. Um, and it's really been a great community that people have come together to um, give tips and tricks and different things like what I'm sharing today. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, it's open to the public. You're happy to join and we would love to have you a part of that community. Awesome. So it's jamesvander.com. You got um, it. That's the best place. Uh, and if people want to stay at your listings, like is, it, is there an easy way to find your listings or are they also in the Facebook group? Uh, we, yeah, we basically post them in the Facebook group. That would probably be the best uh, source for now. Uh, we're okay. working on getting a, a website up and running. Um, that URL will eventually go to uh, more of a permanent uh, website. Um, but uh, either way, you'll be able to, uh, from our website or uh, directly, uh, be able to join the Facebook group. Because uh, I really feel that that'd be the best way for us to connect and for you to ask questions and just you know pop in there with, hey, what do I need to do about this or that? And um, lake houses can be a, a different uh, animal. Um, you know, everybody thinks that their property is unique, and, and that's very true. Uh, there are some nuances and things with lake houses that uh, other owners don't deal with. And there's also opportunities that um, don't come about without having a lake house. Um, so we'd love to have you a part of that group for sure. Awesome. 
Sweet. Well, Jimmy, thanks so much for uh, for jumping on here. It was uh, awesome to have you on and definitely learn some things. And uh, yeah, keep crushing it. I appreciate it, Jasper. Thanks for having me and uh, have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I have recently moved down to San Diego, something I've been working on for about two years. So I'm super excited to be here. And I wanted to celebrate that with a select number of hosts to work with them for the rest of 2023 at a very, very attractive uh, price point for you. So I put together a, uh, a program that's called the Get Paid for Your Pad. VIP success program uh, will be really connecting with each other and like working through your challenges, helping you achieve your goals and, and working with you uh, personally for the next uh, seven months or so and make 2023 the best year in your short-term rental business yet. So if this sounds appealing to you, if you're excited to work together, then go to getpaidforyourpad.com slash VIP. You'll see uh, in the little video I've created, you'll see that uh, we're it's definitely the best offer that we've ever put out there in terms of uh, the value that you're getting and uh, what you're paying for it. So uh, if you want to work together, getpaidforyourpad.com slash VIP. Uh, it's a maximum of 10 people, so first serve, first come. Um, and uh, if you have any questions, uh, just uh, email me at uh, team at overnightsuccess.io or you can also message me on Instagram, Facebook, or you know wherever you can find me, LinkedIn, just uh, send me a message. Let me know you're interested and I'll get back to you. Thank you again and hope to see you soon. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.